Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, Love Ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. We are still in September, and it's hot out here, hot out here. Ha, 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 it's hot out here. Anywho, we still got to be paying some bills, so with that, a word from our sponsor. If you are a business owner and looking for a way to create systems to help streamline your business, check out ICL Solutions. It is an online business strategy who specialize in creating systems for businesses. Use the code WMB to get a free 40-minute consultation. So guys, you know we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too, at to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know we keep it popping hot over here, email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at wheresmyblueprintpod.com. Sunny D, let them know about this newsletter that's dropping. Hey friends, can't get enough of Where's My Blueprint podcast? Join our free VIP community for exclusive WMB content, including a brand new newsletter, bonus episodes, and so much more. You can sign up for free by clicking the VIP is a place to be button in our link tree in the bio of our Instagram at Where's My Blueprint pod. Can't wait to connect with you. So this week has been weekend, but we made it through. Y'all, we made it through. Sunny how did you add value to yourself this week? Ooh, now that's a question, isn't it? Interesting. How did I add value to myself this week? You know what? I did not overwork myself this week as overwhelmed as I have been lately. I made the choice to not live in that feeling of I have to be productive. And I did things that I enjoyed enjoy doing. I did things that um, brought more peace in my life, you know, played with the little pups, the not so little pups, actually Um, watched a movie with my husband, like, and that adds value to myself and to my life in the sense that I'm allowing myself that 
balance or not even really balance because I am starting to really think that that's not really a thing, but like harmony between your productivity, your career and your personal things that you enjoy doing or whatever, like the harmony of that and just not overworking myself and making space for the things that I needed to do and things that I enjoyed doing. So I think that's what I did this week. I need to do more of that often, obviously, but you know, your girl's doing the best she can. For me, I would say I added value to myself this week and two ways. One, I got an extremely much needed deep tissue massage, which added value because now I can actually function. I won't be going off on people because I'm in a relaxed state. Um, <laughs> with that, I got, um, I'm scheduled for a facial, but also I added value by really taking the time for me and understanding, like starting to write out, like, what do I value? What do I want in life? What do I want my next year to look like? That helped me add value to myself because now I know, or I'm more aware of how I need to move, how I need to transition, how if something comes, if an opportunity is presented to me, is this really an opportunity or is it a distraction from where I'm trying to go? So um, for me, yeah, that's how I added value. And then, you know, I also, think adding value is getting some booty rubs and some hair massages so for either or would you prefer a booty rub or hair massage i'm going hair massage i i need my scalp grease grease my scalp massage it in <laughs> like a black woman grease my scalp why listen while you're in there you don't even use gone ahead and, oil i mean that's true gone ahead and oil that up but i mean i do still have like the jar of black magic because girl Black households. Black households. And I've had it for like decades. (laughs) Don't get old. It doesn't. It's great. Uh, matter of fact, when I went home not too long ago, my mother and I, I made my mother do my hair, like wash my hair and blow dry it out. Cause my mom, my mom is the type of mom that likes to dope on her kids. And she still likes to be able to do things. So I let her do that. <laughs> Quote unquote, let her do that. Um, and she was all up in that scalp. And I was like, this is great. I mean, I also had flashbacks of being a child. So then I was like, we can't do this very often. But needless to say, I'm going to go with the hair massage because stylists don't do that no more. Number one, they don't even wash your hair anymore. You know, the Instagram stylist, then you gotta come wash and blow dry to bring your own hair, and then they charge you four fifty. It's ridiculous, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, just rub my head. Let me let me allow me to relax and melt in into the massage. Okay. If you give me a booty massage, I'm probably gonna fart, and you know that's not sexy. I said rub, not massage. <laughs> is it is it not the same thing? Depending on who does it, no, it's not the same mm. thing. Mm. Maybe your rubs are a little bit intense. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't think you rubbing my booties, like caressing it and like massaging and like you ain't no masseuse. You know, a side note, that would be cool to have a, uh, your partner as a massage therapist, just saying. Um, but to answer the question for me, I would say I want both of them. Um, one, because I really like what you rub on my booty, but then a hair massage or like just playing in my hair and like just getting to the scalp is like, oh. Yes, because one, I don't allow people in my hair at all, unless like even my stylist, I've been with this person for a while and like me looking for a new stylist. I'm like, ooh, let me check out your energy first because everybody shouldn't be in your hair because to me, my hair is my crown and your energy. I don't want my hair soaking up any of that. So that's a thing for me. So thank you for participating. 
participating. And what we're going to do now is move into our quote of the week. So our quote of the week is great food and great company are the two life's simplest yet greatest pleasures. I mean, I can't disagree with this in the slightest. I always say that in the many ways that God shows himself into my life, I know that he's real because food is too good for it to not be blessed by the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. And doing that with good friends, going to brunch, having a bomb ass dinner with family or your significant other, like sharing that time is one of my absolute favorite things to do in the world. So, I mean, hundred percent, I agree with this. I'm with you on that. If food can make me move and dance, that's some good food, but also getting to experience that with family and friends and things like that. Like those are the two things you can't pay for experiences. Yeah, you can pay for it, but it's not about what you pay for. It's about how you feel those memories that you're creating specifically for me, I even think of like some of the best food have been when I'm like staring in the kitchen, like what y'all in here doing? What y'all making? I want to see. And then like, you're like, Ooh, this smells good. And then you get to taste and you get that little, that little jig that you do. Because the food just feels so good and it tastes so good. And it's like hitting each one of your taste buds at the same time. Like, ah, 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 ah. this food is good in my mouth. So, yeah. No, 100% agree. And I am pretty sure if our listeners have been following us for a minute, we like food here. We like snacks. We enjoy all of the edible things. So that's what we're chatting about this episode is all of the foodie foodness that life brings. So I want to know how important is food in your life? I mean, I think it's important in everybody's life. We can't live without food, can we? I don't think so. Technically, no. Okay. I was like, I mean, it's vital (laughs) to my existence. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. Maybe I didn't understand the question. No, I think you answered the question just fine. I asked because I am very much a foodie person. I am very much the person, I'm the friend that's like, what are we going to eat? That's very much me. If I have to leave my house and I'm gone for an hour or longer, I'm going to find a snack. I got to pull through somebody's drive-thru or go get a bag of chips or something like snacking is very much part of my day-to-day life. But I know people where they could eat a piece PB&J sandwich every day and be totally fine because they eat to live and don't live to eat. Mm, You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. So like there are some, there are some people that exist where it's like, food is the thing that I have to do to survive. I don't really have cravings for anything. There's a certain palate that I stick to and I eat because I have to. And there are other people, me, that's like, I want a culinary experience. I want to experience and feel and dance in my seat when I'm eating bomb food. Like that's part of the experience and I need it and it brings me joy <laughs> and so much happiness. So there's the there's, there's two types of people in the world, foodies and, non-food, and non-foodies. I feel like I'm in the middle and I say, <laughs> I say that because I do enjoy a great culinary experience. I do enjoy 
really good food. And I don't mean like food that is bland with no flavor and raisins and mayonnaise and stuff in it. If you, you say good food. I did say good food. And so that ain't good food. <laughs> that ain't good food. That ain't food. I don't know what y'all doing. But I do enjoy a really good culinary experience. And same for I am that person that will eat to live, meaning most of because I meal prep. So a lot of the stuff that I'm eating, I'm not eating because I'm like, oh my gosh, I really just well no, most of the stuff I eat I really enjoy. But most of like in my mind, I can literally go and I think you and I've talked about this before, but I'm an ice person. So as long as I have ice or seaweed, I I literally have to tell my brain, hey, did you eat today? Like not seaweed, not ice, but actually a meal. And if I say no and it's like 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, oh well, get some ice, go to bed. But I'm that person that I could literally go probably all day without eating until someone triggers. Cause I don't, I feel like in my mind, I don't have that switch or something. I don't know what switch in my mind didn't switch or working, but like that hunger, it doesn't like notify me like, Hey, it's been six hours. You haven't eaten. Hey, it's been eight hours. You haven't eaten because I think because I constantly put ice in my body throughout the day, or I'm constantly drinking the water from my ice. It's literally like, Oh, well, we're getting something in. So I don't know if that's tricking my mind. It's like, Oh, you're eating, but you're not eating. Long story short, because I feel like that went on a whole entire tangent. is I think I'm in the middle because I really do like both. I really am both of like, I love culinary experience. Like I do, but the food has to be good and flavorful. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like this is the part of adulting that I don't like and that I didn't understand as a kid is like, you got to find something to eat every day, every day. You got to eat again. So for me, that's why I meal prep. Exactly. Be the type of person that I am where I'm like, ooh, I got a taste for something. My husband and I are, are like this a lot. It's like, I got a taste for something. And you have a taste for something specific and you eat that thing and it serves its craving and it's delicious and it just gives you all the feelings that you were needing at that moment. And then it's the next day and it's like, damn, I gotta eat. I gotta find something else to eat again. And I tried meal prepping for the ease of it, but I've been getting over stuff relatively quickly so like I leftovers really isn't a thing for me anyways unless it's something really really good and I'm like ooh, it's better the next day so like I gotta eat it again tomorrow because it didn't marinate like gumbo like it didn't marinate it it didn't okay you don't eat gumbo because you don't eat meat but it didn't marinate it all the flavors have just they did they thing overnight and now it's like better the second day so I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this again but typically if we're making something and i satisfied that craving and it was bomb and it was good the next day I don't want that anymore I've already eaten that I've already had that experience I want to experience something different my husband on the other hand is very much like I'm gonna eat whatever because hey we're not wasting no food and we're not wasting no money and I don't have to cook it and it's already there which I get that logic but the next day I'd be like oh now I want some wings and we got a whole pot of pasta a whole thing of soup or something like that in there but I'm I'm personally I'm weird like that but one of the things that my husband and I do like to do is we like to watch food shows or foodie shows we'll watch them on YouTube or we'll watch them on TV do you have like a favorite foodie show that you either watch regularly or that you've watched and you just enjoyed watching yes I would say my foodie shows are all because I'm a sweets person so they're all like baking shows or like cake competitions so those are mine but I guess if I have to find like a foodie foodie one it's the um guy I think his name is guy uh blonde hair spiky yeah him I like his show 
Um, and then the guy who does man versus food. I like to just see what different, you know what I'm talking about? The old one, because they've changed hosts. I'm assuming you're meaning the original guy. Both, the original and the newer one. The newer one is like, uh, oh, okay. But both of them. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that show a lot. Feedback, bring the old one back if you can. But he, some of the stuff he was eating, I was like, sir, you, this is not normal. You don't supposed to eat this much. But I like those shows because it also allows me to really see what really out there and like either try it myself to make it or when I go to those states or those places to really like hey I'm going here because I think like well I don't think when I originally moved to San Diego one of the places that was on the show was in San Diego and so me and my ex at the time we were like oh let's try this place and we tried it and we tried it three times the first time it was like okay this is good and the second time we got something different I was like oh this is great (laughs) and then I found my dish right like I found my my dancing dish that I consistently get. Um, but I do have one caveat to a lot of a lot of recipes. It's like, why does everything have so much cheese? Like everything has to have, I'm like, listen, people, we don't need all this cheese in our system, but we don't need all this cheese on our food. Like you, I guess that I speak for myself because the side I'm getting is like a no. But yeah, but those are my shows. What are yours? We listen, we had quesadillas for dinner last night. Like we love cheese. Cheese is so good. Ugh, it's cheesy. It's, ugh, sign me up. So I used to, when I when we had like regular cable, and I lived on the Food Network. When the Food Network was actually, mm. actually had like food shows. Now I think a lot of them are just competition shows, which I don't really get behind a lot of the times because it's a lot of times it seems less about the food and more about the competition and the drama behind it. And I don't really like that. But I loved, oh, what is his name? Alton Brown. Alice Kitchen? There's a guy named Alton Brown and he had, it's like a food science show. And I can't remember what it's called now that I'm trying to think of it. I'll have to look it up in a second. But essentially it was like how different ingredients react in certain dishes and why things do the way that they do from like a scientific standpoint. I loved that show. I also loved Unwrapped. They don't have that show anymore, I don't think. But there was a show called Unwrapped that was the same guy that used to host Nickelodeon competition shows back in the day. And essentially it would like go into the factories of your favorite foods, your chips or your candies or all kinds of stuff. And it's like, it shows them, it shows you how the process of these foods are made, which that always fascinated I like that me. show. Yeah, right? I loved that as a kid. Now, my husband and I watch a lot of like, I guess you can call them, I don't know what the technical term is or what people are calling them now, but they're like internet chefs or whatever. So like they are cooks that have their own like YouTube channel and they just do a bunch of recipes and they show you how to make them. And we love, love these shows. Like there's one that is smoking and grilling with AB. The food influencers. Is is that what they are? I don't know. That's that's what I call them. I call them my foodie influencers. Maybe that's what it is. They have their own YouTube channels. There's so many that we love. I also, we also really love watching the best ever food review show. And it's this white guy named Sonny that always wears this bandana because he doesn't like his forehead. And he travels all over the world. And I'm like in tribes in Africa and he's in like Kazakhstan and countries I never even knew was a thing. And they sound made up, but they're very much real to Russia into Europe and to all over Asia. And he gives like these in-depth kind of food documentaries on how these cultures use food and some of their popular dishes and things that are important to their culture. And they're definitely not Western a lot of the time. So a lot of us Americans are probably like, ooh, they eat that 
part of the animal or they eat that type of vegetable or whatever. And it's like, that's normal. That's food to them. And it's not about, what I loved about it is it's not about making it like, oh, look at these people and look at the weird stuff that they do. But it's like, this is how their culture has developed. This is what's important to their livelihood and how this came to be and what they do with these different types of foods and how our palates are probably really trash in comparison to the rest of the world. <laughs> Let's be real. Because some of the stuff that like, they eat for breakfast, you know, are like rice and pastas and they have lots of vegetables and they have fishes and stuff like that. And I do fishes, fishes. Plural. Anyways, uh, I did. I know I did. But in America, we have sweets and carbs and sugar and it's all kinds of shit, really, in comparison. And this is why this is one of the reasons why I love this show so much is because it's educational and they do a really, really great job of being informative as well as entertaining. Because as much as he will talk about what these tribes do in Africa or what this particular community of people do in like Thailand, he also has episodes like about the state fair and the ridiculous fried butter that we get to enjoy (laughs) here in the States. Which is ridiculous, but there's a nice balance between the two. And that's what I really love about it. And we can watch it for hours. I love that you said that because I think of like, if you have the honor and the pleasure of experiencing a different culture and the way they eat and the way they prepare food and the reason why you understand that most other cultures, like what you said earlier, they eat to live and they literally understand that, hey, this rice is not just rice, it's long hair, short hair. It's this is going to help me do blah, blah, blah. And then like how you said, like in in America, if we're being honest, they killing us literally. Like you said, sugar in the morning, your body isn't set up for sugar in the morning. Your body needs something to break the fast of you not eating last night or over 15 to 16, eight to six hours, however long you sleep until your first meal. Like, and most of us, like you said, in America, we grab sweets, we grab something sugary. We, instead of understanding like your body needs your, when you're sleeping, your body is still working. So your body needs you to, it's been restoring itself. So it needs you to put something in that it restores to give you energy throughout the day. But I love that. I have a friend that's Jamaican. She is so amazing with telling me like just about different spices she used, different um, herbs. And like one day I was talking to her about some tea I was drinking. She was like, "Mm -mm, let me get you some hibiscus. And I'm thinking she's going to go get me the bag of hibiscus. No, she got me the real hibiscus flower or is it a flower? I don't know. But and like we seeped it and it was like the best tea I've ever had. And she was telling me, she's like where she's from, she doesn't use a lot of extra stuff. It's just in America when she came over here, she realized like y'all are eating to die. (laughs) And I was like, what? She was like, a lot of the stuff that y'all eat is not good for you. And she was like, if you do this, if you change your diet here, if you do this, like you'll live longer. She was like, people in her, where she's from live to like a hundred to 110 because, and they're moving still mobility versus like over here. Hell, most people are what living to 80, maybe 90. That's if you're not having somebody to help you get taken care of or if you're not in the home. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's like a true balance of like understanding like, yes, you want this beautiful culinary experience, but also I want this food to be a beautiful experience, but also help me to live. I don't want to keep eating all this heavy stuff where I'm going to go to bed two minutes later and I'm going to wake up to eight days later and this meat ain't going to process through my body as fast as it needs to be. Hashtag, hey, all my vegetarians and my vegans, I see y'all out there go ahead shout out to the (laughs) shout out to the meatless 
the meatless community. You know, I enjoy a vegetarian taco from time to time myself. (laughs) So I, from time to time, you know, so for me, you and I both travel. We enjoy travel. Mm -hmm. We enjoy the benefits and the privilege to be able to do so. And I think I speak for both of us when we, when I say that we wish we can do it more often. And one of the things that I love about travel is that very thing is being able to experience another culture through their food, because there's a lot of history in food. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of history within a culture because of how they eat and what, what they eat and why. So one of the things that I really enjoy doing when I travel is doing like a food tour Mm -hmm. and being able to hop to a few different local places, or even if it's touristy places, but have like local dishes where they make like you know, a signature dish specific to that location, that city, that country. I thoroughly enjoy it. Because again, I love a good culinary experience. And I include that as part of a culinary experience. To me, it's not just like going to a nice restaurant and having a steak, which I absolutely will do. But going to that shack that happens to be across the beach in Jamaica and getting the best jerk chicken of my life from the toothless dude over the grill and all of this. the toothless dude. He is missing a tooth. There's always Spinning your food, trying to talk. This is why this is why people like going to the Waffle House. Like, there's always somebody that's missing teeth that work there. But that's beside the point. (sighs) These are just local places. These are local people that live in this culture, that love this culture, that are this culture, that are making this bomb food, and just being able to experience what little bit of their culture through the way that they cook and the spices that they have, and just oh, it makes me so (laughs) makes me so happy to be able to do that. And a lot of my travels, like a lot of my travel memories are surrounded by foods that I've eaten. Like I specifically remember Jamaica because of this. I remember many donuts in the harbor in Miami the day before we went on one of our cruises way back when. Like eating bomb stuff in Vegas, like a lot of my travels that I have are related to some of the food experiences that I've gotten the privilege to be able to experience. Do you have that same thing or or is food connected into your travels in a similar way? Oh, of course, definitely. Um, And I say that because when I travel, I typically, depending on who I'm traveling with, that's a big thing. But um, typically I try to figure out somewhere local to go where all the locals go. Or I have a friend that when she travels, she actually meets a local and asks the local to cook for her. And so that's awesome. But for me, when I travel, I typically don't want to eat anything that I can get at home. And so like specifically one place I really love was when I went to Greece. I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. Mediterranean diet. Come on with it. Y'all don't, y'all eat me, but it's more lamb and things like that. But um, like going over there, like you really understand why. And I say this as respectfully as I can. So if you feel disrespected, whatever. <laughs> but I understand why a lot of people who are overseas are slimmer because of the food that they eat. And like the not just the food, but the ingredients are truly better. Like mm-hmm. when I was in Italy, I didn't understand how I'm literally eating pizza and pasta every day, but I lost 15 pounds. And I'm not just like, oh, when I'm here, like, no, 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 I'm eating pizza for lunch, dinner. I'm eating pasta. I am grubbing, 
wine every single meal because over there, most meals aren't like a 30 minutes, an hour, what they force us to fill a meal in. It's like almost, Mm -hmm. it's an experience. You're there for almost two and a half to three hours. And so I'm like, how did I eat so much there? But I lost 15 pounds. And then I come back, I barely eat and I'm gaining. Like, this is crazy, but it's all in the ingredients. And I know we talk about like what things, certain ingredients, but it's also where are your ingredients coming from? Are they fresh? Are they coming from the garden that the restaurant has in the back? Because I know when, um, I think it was Italy or Rome, one of them, we were meeting with, uh, we met the owner and the owner had a whole entire garden in the back and what he didn't get, he got from his neighbor. So it was literally a collab of like, oh, I don't have it. You have it, let's barter. But everybody understood that in order to eat really good and have those experiences, it all starts with your ingredients. And then in America, we just want something that tastes good. We don't care how how we got it. We just it just needs to be taste. It just needs to taste good, which is to me a red flag about food and stuff. But we're not gonna go that far and that deep in this episode. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that definitely could be another episode in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And the regulations for food and for ingredients are much totally stricter different. Yeah, and totally different mm-hmm. in other com- in other countries. And the stuff that's allowed in the food that we eat is like <laughs> they they put toxic labels on their foods overseas it's like mm-mm. this is like those some of those ingredients are banned a lot of over there and here over there. here it's like eh, you'll be fine there's there's small traces of such that it's, it's, it's not that well and, they look at it more so of like oh no eat it because you're going to be a, our experiment later i mean We're yeah i mean because so. the it is called the food and drug administration for a reason so that part take that take that with with what you will so i want to know and we have like some recipes you know we picked a recipe that we wanted to share with you guys but i also wanted to know what is like just off the top of your head currently right now in this moment what is your favorite foodie experience that you've had thus far My favorite experience was this is when I used to eat meat and I wanted to make chicken cordon bleu. Yeah, fancy. Girl, real fancy. X was there and I was like, oh, I'm going to cook this meal. It's going to be a three course meal. Salad turned out great. Chicken cordon bleu turned out great. Dessert, he looked at that and was like, babe, I'm going to try it. (laughs) (laughs) What did you make? It was supposed to be a layered brownie type of um, dessert where it's like the brownie, like you make a brownie, like uh, you make the brownie and you crumble it and like it's like layers and then in between the layers, like whipped cream or like a pudding thing. So it was like layers or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds great. Like my, and I say that because one of my friends made it and she gave me her recipe. And so I was like, sis, did you leave out something? Because this did not turn out the same. Tuffa forgot to tell me three ingredients but those are her secret ingredients and so but all in all you asked for the experience so that was like one of the best experiences because I've never made chicken cordon bleu turned out great we'll never do that again because that's a whole entire process <laughs> but the dessert he was like because you made dinner and you wanted to make an experience I will you know try it and mm. the first look I was like don't try it <laughs> he was like I mean it's not bad I don't want no more <laughs> 
That's hilarious. I could picture his face too. That is so funny. That reminds me of when my parents started dating or I think like early in their relationship, my mom kind of wanted to do like something similar and she had made a sweet potato pie. And when my daddy tells tell when used to tell the story, it would crack me up because he was so excited for it. He loves sweet potato pie. And he was so excited for it. And he was like, it was golden brown and it was like, it was perfect. On the top. And he tried it and he was like, what is this? And my mother totally forgot to put sugar in the first word is sweet of this dish. She forgot to put the sugar in the mixture for the pie. Granted, sweet potatoes are not sweet sweet on their own not like dessert sweet on their own they just happen to be sweeter than regular starchy potatoes they just have more sugars in it but they're not sweet really as far as like a dessert goes so you have to add the sugar <laughs> in the mixture and he was like it was so pretty i was so excited did she get better i don't know if she ever made one again to be honest because i don't eat sweet potato pie my brother doesn't eat sweet potato pie really i, I think now sweet potato pie what's wrong with y'all i don't like sweet potatoes i now have only just started to enjoy sweet potato fries but those aren't sweet because I don't like sweet I don't like sweet dishes with my savory food like with my dinner that's usually all savory and sweet potatoes usually have some sort of cinnamon sugar so I don't like that combination with my dinner if that's going to be dessert cool but I also don't like the texture so that's another thing um because sensory I was going to (laughs) say sensory welcome to us it's the very reason why I don't like bananas in my banana pudding because I don't like the texture of bananas is not really my you thing but what? I love the flavor it's so funny that you say that I went to one of my friends um basically one of my friends made that and we were arguing she was like I make the best banana pudding but no bananas I said then it ain't no banana pudding you just making pudding <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, no, it's really good. I said, how are you going to have banana pudding without banana? You just got banana flavor pudding. So it's pudding yes. with crackers. And she was like, but I mean, it's good. And I was like, sis, I'm going to try it. But I still say, if it ain't got no bananas, it's still pudding with wafers. Mm. <laughs> It's, Hers was good. It ended up good. She added some, um, I, she told me I can't tell her secret ingredients because I saw her make it, but she added some other stuff. I know people and they just secrets. Like sis, you're going to have to pass this along when you pass away anyway. So, uh, anyway, and plus I saw you make it. So yeah, I got the inside. <laughs> so it's not that secret no more. <laughs> Um, but no, like I was like, okay, okay. It's, it's, it's getting some type of banana pudding ish. I I still fight me on this if you want to, but check your mama, not me. Banana pudding needs banana, a real banana. That's just me. It doesn't. It okay. Doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't you just don't at like all. the texture. I don't like the texture. When we would have cookouts or something at my old job, one of my coworkers would always make like a big old pan of banana pudding and she would then make me a separate individual pretty decent size and took me a couple of days to eat it a banana pudding with my name on it that had no banana because that's how much people love me (laughs) girl all right this is like my whole and even after she left because she was loved at work like you know she's one of those co-workers that everybody enjoys even after she left when we would have you know food gatherings or whatever somebody would have let her know and she would come and bring you know her banana pudding and one day I didn't even know she was there but it just showed up on my desk and I was like has she been here she's been here where is she and she just (laughs) she put my little thing of banana pudding on my desk and I'm like ah I am God's favorite for real because that is funny praise the lord so for me 
my favorite foodie experience probably is the first cruise that I went on. And it was something my dad had always wanted us to do. We'd watch VHS tapes of these cruise ships. I have I could play the song in my head as, as I speak, child. We watched it so many times. And just the idea of like a plethora of food and it's all included and we could try any and everything. And it was like, never experienced this in my life. So me being the foodie chick that I was, and even in my infancy, I was a foodie chick. Now it's just, it's full blown. Where's the, where's the food? But trying sushi for the first time on that trip, trying duck for the first time on that trip, trying quail, just tiny little, looks like tiny little chicken. Just having those different cuisines and access to those different cuisines was so fun for me that it really did open up my travel food kind of world and being able to experience some dishes that I didn't have access to get on land. Like, I mean, as a kid, as an 18 year old, like, I don't know where to go to get braised duck. Like, (laughs) I know all the fast food joints and we go to the grocery stores and, you know, a couple of the chain restaurants, but they don't have braised duck at Applebee's, you know what I mean? Or chilies, you know what I'm saying? So being able to have access to these types of foods, try them and see if I like it. And then I can kind of dive more into that type of cuisine, you know, on my own later or know that, you know what, mm, maybe that's not really my vibe. And after trying that sushi for the first time, I was like, I don't really know how people eat this. Now I'm very much a sushi thing because I, I kept doing it and trying it out, particularly on cruises for that very reason. But that's probably my favorite experience is just being able to try a bunch of new stuff and not really having any limitations on what I can try. And it really being encouraged to be like, try this, you may like it. Oh, the first time I had red snapper on that trip, I was like, this is coming from someone who had lived and breathed like catfish. <laughs> Because black people, we love our fish fries, but having like grilled red snapper, I never had that before. And I was like, this is fantastic. So those are probably, that's probably my favorite foodie experience is just being able to have access of all those different cuisines and try them and really kind of open up my mind to be like, oh, maybe I do like Asian food. Maybe I do like, you know, a little Greek something or other or Italian that's not pizza. No, I get it. Um, I do agree with you. Like the cruises are the one to explore, especially because you already pay for it, all the new fancy stuff on the menu. Okay. So just to tie this up before, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I could talk about food, food all day. I did want us to share our favorite recipes and it could just be a quick synopsis. We can put all the ingredients and how to's or links in the blog for you guys to reference at a later point. But what is the recipe that you want to share? So for me, um, I'm sharing two. One is like a wonton tacos, taco cups. I learned about this um, randomly because I, when I first started meal prepping, I'm so long, long, long time ago I learned about it I was like oh these are so cute and I love them because they're little bite size they're like get your little wontons your little butter put it in there you can put any ingredients you want in there so if you're a meat eater you can put meat in there if you're not you can use whatever I remember when I first made these and I was transitioning from like I don't really eat I don't really eat a lot of meat but like I guess beef to turkey and so I was getting my family off on meat too so I use like tofu and jackfruit for when I made these for them, ate them up like crazy. Did not tell them what it was in it until afterwards. And I was like, everybody try one. Here you go, here you go. And they're like, oh, ate them up. And they're like, what kind of meat you use? I was like, yeah, no meat in there. And they, what do you mean? I was like, oh, that's tofu or jackfruit. What you guys eat? So now they're like hesitant of anything I bring to eat because I like, ain't no meat in there. Whatever, it's still good. 
Anyway, that one. And then it's that another part. one called, it's called an Oreo dip. And it's so good. Now this is sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar, but it is so good. So like, if y'all go to like any type of event, you got to bring dessert. It's so good because you can like put them in little scoops. I mean, little cups or whatever, and like have it dip. You can dip it with another Oreo. You can add it on something. You can put it on top of anything. It's just so good. I used to like literally have to only like make it and take it to work the next day because I would sit there and eat the whole entire thing. Yeah, that sounds that sounds relatable. I wanted to quickly share. Nay dropped in a beef, what she calls a beef stroganoff remix, which is kind of adapted from her dad. And like a true black woman, she doesn't have the quantities of the ingredients. <laughs> Which I saw this and I laughed because I was thinking about my recipe and I was like, I definitely don't know how much of anything I put in. I could tell you what it was. You do what you want to do. But it's very much black woman cooking. You just got to feel it. You just got to let the ancestors tell you when to stop. Okay. That's just what that is. But she has this beef stroganoff remix. She put the whole recipe in there and we're going to put that in the blog. Also, I actually love beef stroganoff. I used to eat this a lot of the time. Compliments of uh, hamburger helper back in the day in my college days when it was quick and easy and cheap, but I might have to actually make this myself because I haven't had it in a long time. And it's been coming up in conversations over the last couple of months. And I feel like the Lord is telling me I should probably have some beef stroganoff at some point. So on Nay's behalf, we will drop that into the blog as well. For me, I have this beef and broccoli recipe. My husband, for whatever reason, had a taste. He had a craving. He had an inkling for some beef and broccoli. One day we had gone to the grocery store, gotten ingredients. Neither of us have ever made this before. I have never really made like Asian cuisine or Asian inspired, Asian adjacent food before in my life. And he had referenced a video on YouTube that he found. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I just watched, okay, what are the ingredients to make in the marinade? And what are the ingredients to make in the sauce? And I made it. And when I tell you, if I wasn't married, I would marry myself. Okay. <laughs> the dancing that I was doing all up in that kitchen and he wasn't home. He was actually gone running errands while I was cooking. And I called him and I was like, Hey, are you going to be on your way home soon? Cause we usually eat together. And he was like, it'll probably be, you know, another hour or so. And I said, all right, I'm going to go eat because I tasted it and your girl did a thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I had to eat before him. It was so freaking delicious when I tell you. Oh, I loved it. So I have the link to the video that we referenced. Again, I didn't even have all the ingredients, a lot of stuff I made up, but this will at least get you started on this recipe. It is so freaking good. So we just had to share our favorites. I love that because like how we talked about like our favorite foods and how we got it, our favorite recipes, adding that black girl magic to some things and letting the ancestors tell you what to put in because you know it comes from somewhere because we just be like this this and this and this and this but also like going back to what you said earlier about like food healing ourselves and eating you said eating to live which oh my gosh I'm so excited y'all for this moment of melanation moment of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting and so for today's Moments of Melanation, like, if you don't know, I don't know where you've been in this world, but she's been everywhere. She's amazing. I love her. She is a freaking American actress of social media personality. She creates online video content incorporating being a vegan, veganism. She has the best sense of humor ever in the world. And motivational speaking, this lady has over 4 million followers on TikTok and over 4 million followers on Instagram as of July, 2021. So 
I'm guessing that's probably triple by now because her name, if you understand when I say Auntie Tab, it's Auntie Tab. If y'all don't know who Auntie Tab is, please slap yourself in the face. But for me being the nice person I'm trying to be, I'm going to say her name is Miss, the one, the only, the one I love, the one that gets me on and on who's what jackfruit is and helping me with my uh, own recipes. Miss Tabitha, the most amazing, my auntie, your auntie, the world's auntie, Brown. So y'all, yes, yes, yes. Today's Moments of Melanation is from Tabitha, is for Tabitha Brown. We're giving you your flowers, your kudos, your love, everything. Tabitha satisfied the hungers of millions with her unique approach to veganism and her wholesome comedic personality on the daily and she be giving y'all some good tips and she be serving y'all some good word this woman will get your whole life together while she's fixing a meal but then tell you to smile and have a good day <laughs> i am here for tab so tab as a home base oh as a home base for acquiring imparted wisdom she will do that learning new recipes or enjoying a good laugh and her laugh is so contagious and so beautiful y'all like if you don't do anything just go find her laugh she does fridays with chance and it's chance it's her husband and they crack me up she has earned the coin title of america's mom i call her america's auntie um with her 12 million plus followers two-time new york times best-selling author of her books feeding the soul because it's my business and her vegan cookbook uh cooking from the spirit um she is a north carolina born actress vegan lifestyle personality mother wife and has taken on various business ventures by storm y'all she is in tarjay so get her stuff her seasons in, in target her out i think she has outdoor stuff she has clothes support her and if they're not in target go to her website and no we're not getting funded for this or anything like that because this is our moments of melanation moments of melanation we highlight a person doing their damn thing and tabitha we want to give you kudos and the fact that you are doing that we just want to give you your kudos because you are such an amazing beautiful human and like i say this with what i believe if you don't know if god is real go watch this woman go listen to her understand how she maneuvers how she speaks life into you she does so much and she expects nothing the only thing she wants is to make sure everybody is happy and they live their best life and for someone to be so selfless but also so giving you got to get your kudos woman i hope one day we meet you i want to go when i go to cali i want to go to your restaurant but i really just want to just say hi and just say thank you when i meet you i mean we don't have time and there aren't enough words to express how much i adore tabitha brown i first and i'm curious when you first saw her I first saw her she first came across my timeline and I am not a vegan okay as, as we clearly know I am not a vegan I do like a good vegetable from time to time but I'm not so how she came across my timeline is really godsend but and algorithms but it was her video about carrot bacon did you see that video you know what I'm talking about and I can't tell you how many times I've watched it like I didn't even know there was a thing called liquid smoke because my scientifically my brain is like how is that a thing? But she used it in that recipe and she shaved them carrots thin. She put them in that air fryer, which is probably, which is another reason why we have an air fryer. I knew because that's when air fryers was really like popping off. And for me, I was like, well, clearly I have to get one if I can make carrot bacon, which I still haven't done. I actually need to try that recipe. But her 
charisma and just her aura, her presence in that video was so entertaining. The fact that she was trying to make uh, this orange vegetable taste like a slice of pork was beyond me. I was so captivated in this video that I went down a rabbit hole myself of seeing other things that she was making. I immediately followed her because Auntie is funny, okay? Tabitha Brown is hilarious. She's so freaking funny to me. The video I continuously crack up on, I think she posted it earlier this year, which I think is a throwback to another time of her on caffeine. It would happen to her on caffeine. Every time I think about it, I cackle. But she's so hysterical. She has the most glorious hair. Okay, Donna. If y'all don't know Donna, y'all need to get into Donna because Donna is, is her own thing. Donna has her own personality. But the genuine love that she spreads and the genuine kindness that she exudes is so captivating. And this is why millions of people follow her on multiple platforms. This is why all her stuff sells out at Target if you don't get it day one. And I have a couple. I ain't get all the things that I wanted, but I got a couple of things that I wanted from her multiple lines with Target. And she continues to be successful. She continues to spread so much love and joy. And again, like I said, if y'all don't think God is a thing like she's exhibited I can see God in her and that's the type of ministry that is I think is meant when it's like go out and spread the gospel in that way it's not yelling at people in Vegas and telling them that they're going to hell that's not it (laughs) people be doing that and that's not it that's not protesting all kinds of ridiculousness this is an example of what the Lord is talking about when he's talking about spread the gospel and let people know who I am and how I work and how I operate and what I can do because she is phenomenal. There was a point in her life where she was really sick and changing the way that she eats, trusting in God to lead her in the path and use her in the way that he needs to for the survival of her life and others. Like, come on now. How mm-hmm. how can you not love this woman and absolutely adore her at the very least? Just respect what she's doing and what she has done for her family and for people that have the privilege to watch her from a distance. Like, I can't wait to meet her. I'm going to. And I don't know how, I don't know when, but it's going to be great. She's going to give the best hugs. I can tell. Look at this face. She gives the best hugs. Absolutely. Absolutely know this in my soul. So, Tabitha, uh, we need you on the pod. Hey, yeah, please come. if you want to come. And she's phenomenal. Her husband is hysterical. If y'all don't watch the recent videos of her, her husband, Kev on stage and Melissa, and they went to Dubai, and she said that Falcon Tree, child, if y'all know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, and it's hysterical. Please go watch it. Enjoy her content. Get into it because that's show business. So with that, we are going to say thank you, Tab, for being awesome and amazing. We are going to transition to our affirmation, which is bye our auntie tab which we love and what that is have a good day but if you can't don't you dare go messing up nobody else's all right we love you bye now i love her <laughs> y'all so y'all can, uh, listen to our episodes on spotify and apple Podcasts, youtube google podcast red circle check out all of naysays at where's my don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter um and with that we want to say thank you to auntie tab we cannot wait to meet you but also interviewing you on our own podcast with that we are over and out peace out
Mm-hmm.